0: What's up, everyone? Episode five, week five. Never thought we'd get here of Meet the Press Podcast. I am one of your hosts, Tyler Dixon, Jared McDonald. What's going on, my man? How's your Sunday?
1: Uh, not too bad. Pretty chill Sunday. I was out of the office most of the day today. I hear you were doubting us that we'd reach episode five of Meet the Press Podcast. Of but, yeah. I mean, we're rolling. We're cooking with gas now, as the kids say.
0: I, I did notice um, on your Snapchat, One year ago today, you got a special purchase. So that means like one year and a month ago, you were sitting in my living room when you signed up for the driver for the motorcycle (laughs) driver's (laughs) test.
1: That's true. Yep. I was in Owensboro. We were having some beverages. Yeah. And
0: I I thought about it
1: before. Yeah. And I decided, you know, I'm going to do it. I'm going to pull the trigger and learn how to ride a motorcycle. And I did that took the class, um, got in kind of on a cancellation list. So I got in last end of April. And then that next week I spent shopping for motorcycles and ended up buying one that Friday. It got delivered that Saturday. Uh, I remember it came right after I was done watching the NFL draft and I barely been off of it since, Put about 7,800 miles on it since then all over Kentucky.
0: And I'm, I'm not a motorcycle person. I can appreciate them. Like a lot of them, I feel like, I'm super specific about the bikes that I think are cool looking. Like I I think certain things are cool. Like I don't need the, like the touring with all the other stuff yours. I know I've told you this. I feel like yours is a cool bike and I'm I'm not just telling you that to like stroke your ego or anything. I do think yours is a cool bike. And I thought that when I saw it originally also.
1: Oh my, my ego is totally stroked right now, but I
0: I bet it is. (laughs) but that's, what I, that's
1: that's how i felt too at first um and that's what i wanted when i got it but now like that i've gotten into it more it's like every bike i go by for a different reason i'm like oh that's cool that's cool and like i i didn't want a bagger originally like a touring bike but now i look at it, i'm like you know that's really practical because i Is can't that carry what
0: it's back- called?
1: that's what some people call it yeah oh okay but yeah gotta get in the circles
0: do you, do you do the little, like, whenever you're driving by and another one's coming towards you, do you do a little, like, thumbs up on the side? Oh,
1: it's like a two-finger kind of wave, yeah. Is that what it is? Okay. Yeah, yeah, yeah. yeah. No, I, I do that. I remember yeah. the first time I got one. I didn't, expe- <laughs> yeah. I didn't expect it, but I was like, oh, man, I'm part of the gang now. That's it like, felt so cool, and I love it now.
0: That's like, um I mean, obviously, you're from a small town as well like like myself a, a rural area and you're driving along and you know you got your your hand on the steering wheel and it doesn't matter who you pass it's and somebody's everybody. like oh who was that and you're like i don't know yeah or they or weighed, you know they way back
1: yeah or you know everybody just based on their car from a small town. yeah exactly it's yeah it's crazy
0: but um that. luckily we got out of our we got out of our small towns i mean i'm pretty close to mine but you're a world away
1: yeah I'm fine with that. I'm enjoying Kentucky right now. Horse Obviously. And bourbon and whatnot.
0: You have. Oh, man. We could talk hours about bourbon and, and horse racing. There, There is that horse racing thing coming up. But but first, I feel like you've had a super busy week. Work-wise.
1: Work I would agree with that statement.
0: Yeah. I mean, you've had some softball stuff going on. Um, a, a couple guys get drafted. I don't know how common that is for Western. I know we'll talk about it, but I mean that's a that's a pretty busy week for for a one man show. Yeah, no, it
1: definitely was. The really the only thing planned before the draft that I had going on was Western Kentucky's softball game against mm-hmm. Alabama, who entered last weekend as the number two team in the country in the coaches poll, I believe. There's mm-hmm. so many different colleges uh, softball yeah, polls. Yeah. So you see different rankings for everybody all over the place, and it's tough to follow, but I usually go by coaches' Poll. Um, but they were number two, dropped two or three at uh, Texas A&M, so they came into Western Kentucky as the number five team in the country in the Coach's Poll. And Western Kentucky bounced on them early, You know, made some great plays in the field, a couple of diving plays from Kennedy Foote and from Taylor Sanders at mm-hmm. right field and third base to kind of keep them in it in that first inning there. Then they came up, put a three spot on the board, uh, bottom of the first, and never trailed from there away with the upset victory record crowd at the WKU softball complex. It was, it was wild, man. There were people lined up two hours before the game, the parking garage out in left field was filled with people. So it was just a really good night there.
0: I I know. And and we'll talk about the game itself in a second, but I feel like we talk about money games and all that kind of stuff. But for, for Alabama, I I know maybe for their players going to a, a place like Bowling Green, a place like Western may not be one that you kind of circle on your calendar. But for Western, for Western fans, it's quite the opposite. I know um, the the Davis County softball coach uh, John Biggs was. I, I know he always goes down to games, and and it's an event, and and like you said, people lined up two hours before game time, before first pitch. That's fun. I mean, on a college campus, I've been on college campuses where you have had those games. I was at SIU whenever. Um, Wichita basketball came in when Wichita was really good back in the mid twenty uh, teens, and I, I feel like those are the fun moments because, like you said, I, I saw your snaps. I saw I had friends that were at games, and I saw snaps from them, and that's a fun environment. I'm like, that's what college sports are all about. And I know for you, obviously, you're, you're not a a Western fan. You might hear, may help the story a little bit if Western wins, but I know for you, I mean, it's it, it had to be a cool experience as well.
1: Oh yeah, it was definitely a cool experience. You know, you don't really see that number of people at Western Kentucky softball games. I think they averaged 217.1 fans per game at home games. Um, You know, heading into that one, the most they had was like 330 something. Mm -hmm. And that was in their game before that against Marshall, Um, you know, serious finale, there, big one in terms of the CUSA East division standings. But you know, to see 1500 people plus, you know, to see the parking structure, just every level of it lined with people right. watching the game. It's just a weird sight to see, yeah. but it was really cool to see. But yeah, like you said, it definitely helps um, our page views and,
0: when they pull and, off an
1: upset like that.
0: And, and I thought it was super cool. Um, I had the the rare opportunity to cover players on both sides of the game with Abby Newman with with Western and and Kaylee Tao and. At, for for Alabama, when she played at Madisonville North Hopkins, and I did cover uh, Montana Fouts in a game at uh, her senior year, whenever they played Christian County uh, in the state tournament up at Webster or up at Webster Owensboro, I think she threw like seven hundred pitches that day. Like, yeah, it was insane. That um, surprise me. So that was cool for me seeing those people on the field, and and I've done it the last couple of years with with Kaylee, in Montana and in Alabama, any, anytime they're on TV, if I'm out at a bar, if I'm, if I'm somewhere in there on TV and they do something, I, I laugh. I'm like I covered. Uh, I saw Kaylee play at Madisonville. Like I, I saw Montana play in Owensboro at, and, and I'm like, these are now on some of the best softball programs in the country. And you, you covered them in high school. I'm like, that, that's kind of cool for me. And I'm getting that moment now I feel I feel kind of like a like a dad in that sense because I'm getting older now and I I teach at the high school I went to so now I'm seeing people that like oh I went to school with your older sibling or I have friends that teach grade school like hey I went to school with their parents like it's weird now like I I feel like that dad mode a, a little bit more.
1: Yeah, no, I definitely understand what you're saying. You know, you get to know these people that you cover. We talked about that in a previous yes. episode of the Meet the Press podcast, which you can find on Apple Podcast or Spotify. Go to meetthepresspodcast.com to find that. Wherever you get your but podcasts. Wherever you get your podcasts. But, yeah, no, I definitely know what you're saying. Um, mm-hmm. I covered Bouts one time. I didn't even cover her. I saw her play one time in mm-hmm. high school um, because where we were situated at the Ledger in Maysville, Kentucky. We had some 10th region schools and we had some 16th mm-hmm. region schools and I never covered her in a game, but I was off that afternoon or something and East Carter came and played at Mason County. It was like the first game of the season. So it was mm-hmm. late March and you know how those games are like wicked Ooh. cold and stuff.
0: Yeah. Wicked cold. <laughs> yeah.
1: Wicked cold. Yeah. Freaking cold cold and which tit. But, um, you know, we were out there. Uh, I was out there with my boss who was actually covering the game. I watched her mm-hmm. throw two innings. I was like, Yeah, I've seen enough. She's going to throw a perfect game. I'm cold. I'm going to go home. And she threw a perfect game.
0: That's when you remember is like you see these kids in like Montana and and Kaylee, like you see them one time. It may not be for a long time, but you see them and you recognize, hey, they're good. And like it sticks in your brain.
1: Yeah. And they're still really good. I mean, I mean, Western the win the other day. uh, Fouts didn't start that game. She pitched all but two thirds of an inning. Um, I believe Alabama threw their two or their three to start off. And then um, you know, Fouts came in from there. I think she only allowed like one hit after that for the last last six and a third innings or whatever. Um five and a third, whatever it was. I my memory's going with my old age, but there's been there's been so much happening this week, man. I know,
0: I know. And then I know we we've been We we were talking about Bailey, who I am now, you told me his name is not Zap, like it's been in my head this entire time. Um, we, we thought he would be the first one, and he wasn't. Was that a surprise? No. Or no? No. He wasn't? No, I just think he the
1: first one from Western. Oh, okay. We okay. Drafted. No. Uh, well, the draft is so, like, defensively heavy, it seems, and wide receiver right. heavy, especially this year. Mm-hmm. Um, you know, D'Angelo Malone's a two-time CUSA uh, defensive player of the year. He was the first Western Kentucky player taken. Third round by the Atlanta Falcons. He's a kid that's from Atlanta, so that's that's really good for him, and it's a great opportunity for him. But uh, you know, he's one of those you know big athletic guys, and he's put on weight, put on 15 pounds since Mm -hmm. um, you know the end of the Western Kentucky season. So he he's got a good shot to get a lot of you know opportunity to make a name for himself there. And 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 third round is kind of that point
0: where, yeah, third round is kind of that point where. You're, you're not one of those late-round picks yet. I mean, you're still – I mean, you're still second day. I mean, you're, you're second day. You're one that – not necessarily just special teams. I mean, you could have a spot on, on that defense.
1: Yeah. No, absolutely. I, I really like his opportunity. It seems like Atlanta's really trying to, you know, build something mm-hmm. there. Um, you know, there are some teams who are like, yeah, they're still going to be booty. But <laughs> I, I feel like that's one that is – is is. Has some promise to, you know, improve right. over the years just because of the situation that they're in. Right. And then, um, you know, like you said, Bailey Zappi gets drafted fourth round. He gets taken on Saturday by the New England Patriots. Um, I know you're not a Patriots. Not Patriot, you know, happy. another team in that. There the are FFA. so
0: many, literally any other team he could have got drafted by. And I would have been like, big Bailey guy over here, man. I, I would have been like all for it. I, I,
1: Okay, well, I kind of, I kind of feel you with that, um, because I grew up in New England. I did not like the Patriots growing up, um, mostly because they were winning, and a lot of people were bandwagon fans, and I thought they were kind of annoying. That's the, that's really the big reason. I don't have any issue with the organization or anything like that. I think Tom Brady's the goat. Um, yeah, he's fine. Yeah. I mean, it's tough to argue that. I didn't like watching him win growing up, but it I, is tough. I, I do it. Did. I do
0: it. It is tough to do, but I do it whenever I need to. Yeah. <laughs>
1: But no, I, I really like that situation for Zappi. you know mm-hmm. that I, I told somebody I don't remember who now, like I said, old age, that memory's going, but I was like, you know, I could see him going to like a Patriots or something because a lot of people were kind of doubting him. he's not the biggest guy. Mm-hmm. you know he's not the biggest name. He's not like a a star per se right, right. Um, you know, despite the fact that he broke NCAA records for passing yards and passing touchdowns in a season, but I think mm-hmm. he's got a good opportunity there to you know at least become the backup, you know, Mac Jones, I think is locked down that starting spot for now, but you know, that's still not, I don't think he's like guaranteed to be the future of the organization. It seems like he's a, he's a very solid quarterback, but I don't know if he's a super bowl level quarterback. Like, I I mean, they got another
0: quarterback in the first four rounds. So, I mean, either they saw something in, in Zappy that was, I mean, and, and it's Bill Belichick, we don't know what goes on in his head. I mean, heck, they drafted didn't they draft a guy from what was it, Chattanooga at the end of the first round? Is that right? I don't remember. Like I mean possibly, yeah. Bill Belichick is one of those diamond in the rough kind of guys that yeah. if he finds something and, and he kind of attaches and, and latches onto it, I mean he I mean, it obviously works. And as much as I hate it, it works.
1: Yeah, and honestly, it might not be a bad situation too, because just look at the history. When they had mm-hmm. Tom Brady there, look at some of the guys they had behind him. You know, right. I think it was one year they had Tom Brady, they had Jimmy Garoppolo, and then they had Jacoby Brissett, who have all yeah. started games you know, regularly in the NFL yeah. at some point during their career. That's so, a good
0: quarterback room. Yeah.
1: Yeah. And you never know. You never know what could happen. You know, Zappi could be one of these, you know, third-day type of guys. You don't want to think about someone getting injured and having to sit right. out or anything but. like that. But it could be an opportunity, and if he takes advantage of that, it, you never know what could happen. It could be another situation like that. Not saying it will be by any means, because Tom right. Brady, Drew blood, so thats you know—that's not common. But
0: right, it's not—it's <laughs>
1: not—it's not its not everyday you you get a what was it that, best player ever?
0: Um, whenever DiMaggio had his oh, not not DiMaggio, uh, Rick had his streak his like consecutive game streak the person he took over for what like had a headache that day I don't know yeah, you're I an, don't know you're that a person story, from but. up in that I, I don't it was him or somebody else like the person he took he went in for that day had a headache and like didn't play that day and then that started the streak and then he obviously did iron man things
1: yeah well, I mean it was kind of the same thing like Alex Smith and Colin Kaepernick too
0: right that, I mean, they right, were they were both
1: really good and Smith had a what a concussion he was out for a while, or something like that's that. Right? Yeah. So you never know what could happen, but you know, as long as they get a shot, then that's—I mean—all they can ask for. A lot of it's about taking advantage of the opportunities that you get. I, I kind of have a funny story. Um, I was doing a story on Josh Simon last year, Western Kentucky's tight end.
0: Mm-hmm.
1: Um, you know, they've got a history of putting tight ends in the league with guys like Jack Doyle and Dion Yelder and Tyler Higby. Um, and I was. Reaching out to some other players from the area of South Carolina, because he's from a very rural area, uh, Mm -hmm. Josh Simon is, and reaching out to some of them to talk about what it means to come from that area and and excel at the next level. And there's one guy, Tyson Williams, I believe his name is. um, He was with the Ravens. And I sent an email to them and was like, hey, is there any chance I could get an interview with him? And they're like, yeah, we'd love to do this for you. Can we get it done ASAP before we cut the rosters down? So it was like, oh, so he's not going to be here next week.
0: And then right, they, lose their, yeah. they
1: lose their top two running backs to injury. And then, you know what, you watch him throughout the season and, you know, he does a fine job. So it's, it's all about getting an opportunity.
0: I, I'm I'm one that, and, and it sounds bad, it sounds whatever, you, you got to look out for yourself. I mean, with not to completely go off the rail and switch subjects, everybody's complaining about the transfer portal right now. Obviously you've had a little taste of that this week with someone we both know um, in Jamarian Sharp, but I mean, you, you got to look out for your bread, man. Like, yeah. Yeah. But Jamarian Sharp, I mean, I covered him in hop Town, played for a good friend of mine at John A. Logan. Um, now he's obviously at Western pretty good year last year. Was a conference defense player of the year. Correct. In the portal. Yep. Surprised?
1: I don't know. Um, I've kind of gone back. <laughs> I, I don't know. I, I don't know anymore. I don't, I don't know, know what to expect.
0: Anymore. Yeah. No, that's oh, fair. Like that you, paid you don't for know this what to expect.
1: Anything? Yeah, you don't know.
0: You, don't, you never know what's going to happen.
1: But uh, for those that don't know, yeah, Jamarion Sharp uh, was a seven foot five center, Western Kentucky for one year last year. And like Tyler said, Conference USA Defensive Player of the Year. Uh, you know, averaged just over eight points. and. I believe 7.8 rebounds per game or something along those
0: lines. Yeah. Yeah.
1: Um, You know, had the NCAA season uh, blocks per game was number one in the country in that category. Mm -hmm. Um, Went in the transfer portal Friday night. It was announced, um, you know, right before D'Angelo Malone got drafted. So it got to be a little hectic night for me,
0: but I had, a, I I had, and I had prom on Friday night. It was a big night for us all. Who would you take? The camera creepy but it is kind of creepy now, now <laughs> you that now that, like i think about it man, the way you said creepy. that yeah but yeah no i, I just I took know, pictures of like younger young adults in the dark man it's fine <laughs> it's whatever it's kind of like what we used to do in our jobs <laughs> just take but, pictures of other people yeah but yeah. yeah no i
1: don't i don't know if i'm surprised or not because you know it had been rumored for a while. He's got a lot of upside to him. Everybody said that we've he, talked about that on the podcast before. You know, he he's going to be an league. NBA draft pick. Yeah.
0: He will be yeah, he will be in the league. I'm okay with he will be in the league. I'm okay saying yeah. that. Yeah.
1: I, th- I think he needs to, you know, get more of an offensive skill set. You know, he shot at uh, an extremely high percentage this year. I believe the highest single season uh, field goal percentage in Western Kentucky history. But
0: the majority <laughs> but, but of those but we Knicks, need, but he needs to fix his office. <laughs> the
1: major the majority of those I mean, were dunks yeah. outside of that you know right. i think he shot like 42% outside of shots that weren't done so mm-hmm. um and most of those weren't that far from the basket but you right. know defensively he's just a complete game changer even if he's not blocking shots he's altering you know the types of shots people take they're taking you know bad shots yeah. or not getting in the lane and stuff so there's so much upside to him i mean and, it's it so doesn't really surprise
0: me you're yeah. you're you're coming in the lane and it's like hey let me shoot over this tree and you, you like you said if he doesn't block it that doesn't necessarily harm him. I mean, he alters shots. I mean, if if you have an easy layup and he gets in your way and you have to do a reverse, something like that, I mean, that adds to the difficulty. That makes it a harder shot. Um, we've kind of talked about where he could go. Yeah. Um, I,
1: I think Mizzou is the one that everybody's thinking right now. Um,
0: just I've seen Louisville, of, but, yeah, you know, I think those are the two.
1: Co- but, Coach yeah. Smith Peters just got hired, Your friend uh, that was at Logan when he was playing there. That's it. Um, yep. You know, I've seen I've seen Louisville. I've heard, you know, Memphis had some interest too. Um, you know, that Western had played against them. Fourth game last season, I believe.
0: Yeah.
1: Um, but, you know, a lot of it's like we talked about NIL money, you know, what might be a good fit mm. as well. So it, it's a tough situation for kids these days because, you know, they have to factor in NIL potential mm-hmm. and also potential to you know, better their career. And it's like, well, you never know where your career might go after this one season. So.
0: So where do you stand? NIL, for those that don't know, NIL, name, image, likeness, your ability to get paid for your services. I mean, you, you're basically a a professional athlete. You're getting paid for your name, image, and likeness. Jared McDonald, are you a fan?
1: I think it's great for college athletes
0: agree uh, you know they bring 100%. they bring
1: so much to the table to universities mm-hmm. uh, you know they get a lot of interest to places people you know normally never would have heard of like have you ever heard of uh saint Peter's?
0: i have not i have before not. march yeah Mm-mm.
1: now do you i do you know that they're, they're, the peacocks. Yes. they're the yeah. peacocks you
0: know that they're in new jersey mm-hmm. so i knew their i knew their their head coach uh, the last time a team from Jersey City went to the NCAA tournament, it was whenever he was the point guard at Seton Hall in 1994. Yeah. And now he's, he's now the head coach of.
1: And now that coach is making picks in the NFL draft, too. So. Oh, did he? I didn't see that. He, yeah. He made a guest pick. Oh, that's Jake cool. Holloway did. Yeah. Oh, that's cool. Uh, for the Jets. So. Yeah. 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 But that's neither here nor there. Still cool. Still cool, though.
0: But I've never know who got it to is. call a draft pick.
1: Yeah, yeah. we know who it is, is. Is what we're getting at.
0: That's true. Yes,
1: but yeah, no, it's 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 a tough situation because now it, it totally factors into also not just transferring, but whether you go in the draft, whether you don't go in the draft. You look at a player like Oscar Chibwe,
0: mm-hmm.
1: um, you know, who's coming back for another year. It's, it's not just about raising your draft stock anymore. Coming back, it's right about nil opportunities and. and also, furthering your game beyond that. So, there's just so much that goes into it. And I don't think there's a right or wrong, you know, in any situation, just because there's so much that factors in.
0: I, I think in the last, I, I think COVID did a lot of things. I, I think name, image, likeness, I think that was already obviously in motion before COVID happened and through a wrench and everything else. I think it's a no brainer for the amount of money universities and places make off of these high-level athletes that, yes, I understand. They get a scholarship. They get food. They get all that other stuff. I, I get that. But, I mean, potentially you're making – I mean, you have some of your Power 5, Power 6 programs you're making millions off of these kids. They're kids. They're 18 when they get there. and Yeah, and when you work with them, you
1: realize that they really are kids.
0: They really are, right. right. Yeah. Yeah. Um, And they just, who says they can't provide? I mean, we always talk about, oh, it's great. If you have an education, you go to the NBA, you blow your knee out. Oh, we still have a degree. When you're an 18, 19 years old, that doesn't mean a damn thing. Like you're telling me I can have $500,000 to ride around in this BFE Corvette dealership. You tell me they're going to pay me that much money to ride around in a car and I can, Buy my mom a house. I can pay off this. I can do this. And I can do that as a college student and still get my education. Done deal. Like, my my brother played college golf. He was a Division one athlete. Am I going to see Brady Dixon on a NCAA golf game? No, I'm not. That's fine. I don't care. But Oscar Toshibwe, if if I'm a kid and I won an NCAA basketball game and I'm a Kentucky fan, do you not think I want to have Oscar Toshibwe blocking somebody's stuff in six rows up, heck yeah, that's what I want. So again, I'm all for it. And I and I do yeah. think in the last five, 10 years, there has been a a power shift almost to the players because now we have the G League where you can make money in the G League now. I mean you can make decent money getting ready for the NBA. And and I do think there's just been like a power shift and for some of the old fogies around aren't a huge fan of the players having any control. Um, whatever. That's fine. Yeah. I don't, I don't that care. O-
1: that also goes back to that, you know, the transfer portal and the one time transfer, right. Everybody's like, it seems like they're super unhappy with it. And I've seen how many them. times I've seen, why can't Rick Stansberry keep these kids? But there's, you know, probably an average of like four kids per team in the portal, like we've talked about on the podcast, Yeah, yeah I think which that's you right. can I think it's find on Apple Podcast and Spotify. <laughs> Go to meetthepresspodcast.com to find it. You know, we've talked about this, but I get the updates on my phone from Twitter, from multiple transfer portal accounts. And Friday, uh, you know, the portal closes at midnight Sunday, um, mm-hmm. and, or they need to have their in- intent to enter to the school or something along those lines. But yeah. after this weekend, it's pretty much done. Uh, Friday, which was pretty much the last business day for most athletic offices and school offices and, and whatnot, um, you know, those behind the scenes people that we never really talk about, the portal was going crazy. The, my, my notifications yeah. on my phone were going through the roof. So it's not just one coach can't keep a guy. And a lot of these guys going in are going in for, you know, multiple different reasons. Mm-hmm. You know, you look at guys that aren't playing and they want to go somewhere where they can actually see some time because they're at a level where maybe it's too high for them to see significant action they're just they're tired of sitting on the bench and they want to play some more um, you know some guys are looking for a bigger school now that they've got their name out there and, and
0: right.
1: i think it's really hypocritical when people have an issue with that
0: but they don't have Agreed. an issue with
1: coaches doing the same exact thing and Agreed. making multi-million dollars you know a year
0: mhm uh, i mean you i'm going to go ahead and call out Mary state fans because they annoyed me a lot during the whole transfer portal thing. But uh, you complain about the portal until it benefits you. Number one, that's the bottom line. You complain about the portal until you have a guy on your roster that changes your roster and it makes it better. Then you're a huge fan of the portal. Anyway, like you said, there's 1700 college basketball players in the portal. Uh, maybe at the most there were 17 1800 maybe there's less now but still 1,700 in the portal there's 330 40 division 1 basketball teams what 12 a pop 15 a pop on a roster the teams that are going to improve with the transfer portal is rarely your kentuckys your dukes it's your murray states it's your teams like that teams that you you fill you have guys that yes you're going to have guys like the kid at Morehead State that I think ended up at Auburn or something. Burn, but you're yeah. going to have – yeah, you're, you're going to have kids like that. You're going to have players that are good enough, got their stock high enough this year, whatever, got to that next level. 90% of the time, it's going to be someone going top to bottom because if you're a Kentucky, Keon Brooks, I think, just announced his intent to transfer the other day. He's at Kentucky. Kyle Wiltshire transferred from Kentucky, went to Gonzaga. That was a rare one that it was like maybe kind of on the same level. Johnny Juzang left Kentucky, went to US, UCLA. It's really hard to leave a school like your Kentucky's, like your Dukes, and go higher. Yeah. I think your mid-majors are the ones that truly benefit from the portal. And I whenever mean whenever it actually happens.
1: You can't really go much higher than Kentucky if we're being honest. Right, right, right. And, and like Kentucky to UCLA, that's blue blood to blue blood. And yeah, yeah. Juzang was a West Coast kid anyway, wasn't it? Mm-hmm. So he's yeah, getting yeah, close so. to home. So that that's a good thing for him personally.
0: Yeah. So and it all and just that's goes back to
1: what's good for the kid.
0: Yeah, and if a kid doesn't want to play for you, I, why keep him there? Like, I've never been married, I've, I've, anything like that. But if you're in a marriage and you are, like, just completely put off by your partner, like, I don't know why you want to stay. <laughs> like, why is that? like why would you want to and if you're an adult why would you get so bent out of shape of a college kid a 19 year old kid not wanting to play at your school like is that that really gonna bother you that much
1: yeah that you don't know and you'll never
0: meet right yeah and that literally the only reason you like him is because he's really good at throwing a little piece of rubber into a hoop made of netting that's the only reason you like him yeah no rant over
1: you know, I think <laughs> I think it it it's pretty raw in the way that things are happening right now. You know, just because everything is so new, right. I think it'll right. sell, settle out, and you know, we get the COVID year in there too. That's thrown a whole wrench into everything in terms of eligibility, yeah. in terms of recruiting, in terms of transfers. So I think you know, give it five years or so, and things will settle out, and coaches and players and administrators will figure out the right, right, quote unquote, or the the best way, whatever you want to say, the way to right. do things. You know, I, th- I think it'll settle out eventually. Everybody's just, and, and I they like to a, jump the gun on stuff, you
0: know. And I think that's a great segue into our question of the week, also <laughs> known as only question of the week. Um, have myself or Jared ever covered a game where a player threw up on the field or court? And this person said, our friend Robert Augsdorfer said, I've covered a couple where thankfully they made it into a trash can. I mean, I've covered cross-country and stuff. Every, every cross-country meet. Yeah, every cross-country meet. Um, I've covered – I had one. I was at Todd County. They were playing Christian County. It was girls' basketball. Um, A girl for Christian County, like, I was standing by the trash can, and I saw her, like, look in my direction and go – and I'm like – and I didn't know what was happening, and she threw it right next to me. Um, but, yeah. That's-
1: that's like an amateur move, standing next to a trash can at a cross country meet.
0: Oh no, no, this was at a basketball game. Oh, oh cross country oh, oh. meet? No, cross country meet. I don't even think they use trash cans at cross country meets. I think <laughs> that's that's what the earth is for, and they just recycle the, their fluid into fertilizer the, the ground again. Yeah, that's why cross country fields are so fertile and lush. Now that we know
1: that, <laughs> but no, I don't. I don't know that I've ever covered like a basketball game where someone like threw up on the court or anything. I remember one basketball game specifically. You see a lot of weird things when people start cramping up. Pickle Ooh, juices. Yeah. Pickle juice isn't even weird anymore. That's no, like it's a go-to. Normal. It's a go-to. To the weirdest one I saw was at St. Patrick High School in Maysville, Kentucky. You know, little school, small. I love drivers. that gym. You know, I love like that gym. Row, it's like a two-row gymnasium on the yeah. sides. I love it. Um, you know, I got to know a lot of people that work there. Had a lot of fun there. That was one kid. He was cramping up during a game. He had a bottle of French's Yellow Mustard and was just housing that straight from the bottle on the bench.
0: Like, was and, it like a squirt bottle? Like, he was...
1: Yeah, like, he was it on a hot dog, but he was squirting it straight into his mouth. It was... <laughs> uh, was but apparently it worked because he came back in and was fine.
0: I've covered... I've had some broken bones. I covered one where um, it was a high school boys game. And there was like a little scrum for the ball underneath one of the baskets. And this kid, like, I, I I didn't even hear anybody hit the ground. See anybody hit the ground. And this kid runs out and goes, it snapped, it snapped. And anytime you hear that, it's not a great thing to hear. Um, And I, I looked at him and he looked like, I don't know if we have any Harry Potter listeners, watchers, like the scene where the one professor tried to fix his arm after he fell in quidditch and it just like turns into like rubber that's what this kid looked like as he ran back to the bench it was terrifying like he was like it snapped it snapped and the coach is like it did but you're gonna be okay like and then i've covered some in football like i've covered some acls and stuff like that in basketball i've covered probably two three acls
1: yeah i feel like acls are fairly common days yeah which, which is sad to say but
0: it yeah it's super weird because i feel like that was something growing up that you knew that people had like you knew that people tore somewhat regularly but you didn't realize how normal it was now working in high school covering high school and college for the last several years it, it's a thing i mean it's and seeing that person kind of battle back i mean that that's a cool thing to see Um, But that's a conversation for another day. Um, Yeah, yeah, I think that's it. I don't think I've ever – he did say – he did mention he forgot to exclude cross-country because obviously that's the the identifier for all of us. But I don't know –
1: I was there um, at Western Kentucky's game in 2019, I believe, when Charles Bassey broke his leg. I was sitting front row for that. But it wasn't like one that immediately was like, oh, my gosh. It was like he went down and he stayed down.
0: And I had a friend that was at, at the. Point, uh, you know, it was kind
1: of bad because it wasn't like he was holding his knee; it was like his shin. But it's it's really good to see him battle back from that. You know, be named gosh. conference USA's player of the year the next year, and you know now I believe he's an All G League player this year, second yeah, or first I'm, team. I don't remember. I remember which. He
0: walked but, by me one day at a game, and I was like, "That's a massive human being." Like that's just. I really like really
1: Charles. He was just a nice kid, man. He was. just um, really nice. the, the the thing that stands out to me was their trainer, um, athletic trainer John Irwin. Says he has a good heart, and I think that's the perfect way to describe that kid.
0: And that's so. If we've had, I know we've had some consistent listeners, watchers for the last five weeks. Um, thanks, mom. Thanks, thanks, Jared's mom and my girlfriend, which may be the only two that we've have. Um, I don't think, but I mean that just says something about the women in our life. Um, but. I think a good way to end it, and I know we're going to we're going to shop this a little bit, but we work with people on a daily basis. Um, so I think a cool way to like end this every week would be and this. We're going to we're going to shop this name. We've had prize pig of the week. We've had like blue ribbon winner of the week. But I feel like there's something that. Like if we just want to like give somebody like a little shout out for the end of the week.
1: Yeah, they get nothing for this except pride.
0: They get nothing. We don't send them a gift card. We don't send them any accolades whatsoever. They get about a 30-second plug on the podcast, and that's it. You,
1: you can put it on your resume if you want. You can. Yeah, I would recommend that. It's probably someone will see that, and they'll be like, the Meet the Press Podcast Prize Pig Award? I'm hiring them.
0: <laughs> and, and you could be a multi-time winner. I mean, you could, I mean, we've never had that before. We've never had a two-time winner of this award um, in the minutes that we've had it. So I don't, I don't know. I guess we'll see next week. Who, do you have one yet? I know we said we were going to think about it.
1: Yeah, I think I've got mine. It goes back okay. to the first conversation that we had today. Okay. And that was Western Kentucky softball. I would give mine to Amy Tudor, Western Kentucky softball coach. Um, you know, they had a little bit of trouble this weekend down in Southern Miss. Uh, drop two or three there, but heading into the final week of the regular season, they're still tied for first and it's USA's East division, you know, with a good chance to lock up that number one seed uh, because they do hold the tiebreaker over Marshall taking two or three from them. Uh, but, you know, just not even for beating Alabama, but for having the program in a situation where you can get Alabama to come play you, you know, right, one of the right. best programs in the entire country to come up and play you and to play with, you know, one of the best pitchers in the world, And, you know, come away with a win in that game. Mm -hmm. You know, I just think that says a lot about where the program's at. You know, record crowd there. Um, You know, they picked up their 700th win earlier this year. Earlier this year, they announced, you know, a roughly $3 million indoor facility for softball and soccer. So the program's just in a really good spot Mm -hmm. right now. And that's why I think I'd give whatever we're calling this award to Amy Tudor.
0: I don't... I've went back and forth over this a lot in the last 37 minutes and 45 seconds. Um, I think I'm going to give mine to one group, but a lot of groups. So I mentioned earlier, two weeks from today is the high school I teach at. It's our graduation class of 2022. So I think I'm going to do like one for like all the like high school graduates right now, because being in the position I have been in for the last year, being a high school teacher, number one, it has been completely off the wall every single day. And I never know what the hell they're going to say. Um, so I think for them, like the just like the whole class of 2022, specifically my high school, uh, Notre Dame and Cape Girardeau, Missouri, just for them, because graduate two weeks from today. I know I remember that time. You remember that time. It was super stressful. And I teach seniors and, and I see them excited to graduate, but at the same time, nervous as heck about going off to that next step. So I'm going to give it to them because we just got done with senior week. They did absolutely nothing in the last week in school. So hopefully my seniors are ready to work a little bit this week. And and-
1: that, that No, that's the way it should be. You should go out of your high school career doing absolutely nothing
0: enjoying absolutely enjoy, nothing. enjoying
1: your classmates that you might never see again or, you can, huh. or your teachers you
0: know. i told them i'd be their friends after they graduated i don't i can't be their friends now but once you graduate i can be your friend i'm okay with that yeah yeah i
1: like it that. that's probably a good rule
0: to have. <laughs> probably safer probably. um but that's yes. all the time we we've, we've got this week jared i appreciate it as usual my friends